it completely changed my life. I mean, I literally felt like I was 16 years old again. Wow. I have to just tell you, my libido was like I was 16 again. So suddenly I had desire, like, like I don't know where it had been all those decades, but <laughs> oh my God, I was like making up for lost time. And the actual ex- experience of intercourse was, I was having orgasms like, it was incredible. And here, as a result of this treatment that didn't involve drugs, that didn't involve, you know, any kind of invasive manipulation of anything, but was, you know, it's a really natural process. I was just completely blown away. And, and, and the sex was amazing. Just amazing. Welcome to the Taboo to Truth podcast unapologetic conversations about sexuality and midlife. I'm your hostess, Karen Bingman, certified life and menopause coach and sexual explorer, your trusted guide through the realms of dry vaginas, hot flashes, and the enigmatic orgasm journey. I'm here to bring the often quiet into the light, to create a safe space where no question is too awkward or taboo. Whether you're experiencing changes in libido, concerned about navigating your menopausal life, or simply seeking to understand your body better. We're going to share this journey. It will be brave and open-hearted. And yes, it's okay to talk about it. And yes, it's okay to ask. So grab your favorite drink and put me on speaker. It's about time we broke the silence. I'm here with my dear friend, Tracy who has offered to share her story, her journey through menopause and improving her sexual health. Thank you for coming and joining me today, Tracy. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Karen. So to start, Tracy is my very first guest on my brand new podcast, Taboo to Truth. And so I am super excited because this topic is clearly one that is very, very relevant to so many of us. Why don't we just start with a little bit of your menopause journey, how that happened and when, what you did about it from perimenopause or when you knew you were in perimenopause? Sure. I, I don't even know that I knew I was in peri. I mean, I honestly, back then, I didn't, I didn't know that there was a phase you go through before you get to menopause. I thought it was all one thing. But I, you know, started to have these really weird experiences like mood swings that were just turned me into a person I seriously didn't even recognize. (laughs) Um, And then started with the weight gain and then all, you know, all kinds of other things like skin issues and acne like who the hell gets acne in their 40s <laughs> and why <laughs> do, and so do you, do you remember what age you were when you started to notice the symptoms I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna say I was probably 43 44 maybe I never in a million years thought that that's what it was because I literally, I had my kids kind of late. So the second kid I had at 39. So, you know, I, it just didn't even occur to me that something related to menopause was right around the corner, but 
there it was. <laughs> <laughs> when you first started to have the symptoms, what doctor did you go to, if you even went to a doctor to start to address them? And if you did mention any of them, how did they handle the conversation? I, honestly, I didn't. I didn't really talk about it with any medical professionals at the time. I was going to my normal, regular, annual appointments with all the different doctors you're supposed to see once a year. And I guess when I was seeing my gynecologist, she would ask me, you know, certain questions about how I was doing. And, and for her, honestly, the biggest question for her always with me was, am I having sex? And at the time I was single, I was single for a very long time and I wasn't having any kind of sex. And she was about my age and super progressive in the sense that she was telling me I needed to be sexually active, even if it wasn't with another person. I, I, I didn't really get the gravity of what she was saying. I just thought it was one of those things like you hear in school. She literally said, use it or lose it. And I was like, well, I don't, number one, I don't really know what that means. And number two, who cares? Cause I don't see any kind of relationship on the horizon. So like, fine, whatever. But then when this stuff started happening, like acne, I went to the dermatologist and with the weight gain, I was asking my regular doctor about that. And I ended up literally buying books and taking supplements based on things that the books were telling me to do. It was kind of like, I just didn't, nobody, nobody said to me, Tracy, you're at an age now where you're about to go through, or you're probably already going through this thing called perimenopause. And here's what's involved. And after that, here's what comes next. That's menopause. And that's how you're going to know the differences. Nobody did that with me. It was really, it's just the state of things. Hopefully you're one of the people that are going to help to change all this because we really need to know a lot more about this than I sure did when I was going through it. And it's a really sad statement. It's very curious that your doctor was willing to talk to you about having sex in some form so that your muscles kept working, yet sounds like she didn't explain to you why. No. Nor, nor did she even suggest with any certainty that this was the beginning of perimenopause, never mentioned a word. No, not at all. For her... It was always all about menopause. And so it was, the question always was, when was your, obviously, like we all get asked, when was your last period? And then one year, I, I thought that maybe I was in menopause and she said, no, you're not quite in menopause yet. And I said something like, well, darn, can I just get there already? Because I really wasn't enjoying the journey. And <laughs> it was not that much fun. And she said, well, actually, it's better for you if you're older. Then when I finally got there, then it was like, okay, it, it's, we're fully acknowledged. It's been a year since you've menstruated. You're officially in menopause. But we didn't really talk about any sort of treatments or symptoms, any sort of quality of life issues that that might bring. And now you're 61. 61. So this was probably 15, somewhere between 10, 10 and 15 years ago. Yeah, I think it was like 
I think I officially went into menopause around 52, 53, something like that. Which is the average age. And this was also at the height of the hype around the Women's Health Initiative study that had linked breast cancer to hormone therapy for menopause. And so um, she never mentioned it. What I'm hearing, she never mentioned hormone replacement therapy. Wow. And, and remember, my mom had had breast cancer. Right. So for me, and I'm sure for my gynecologist, that was just because of what you just cited, just off the table, was not even something we discussed. Which is so interesting because, of course, today the thinking is quite different. Now you're, you're fully in menopause. You're dealing with it with, with supplements. How are your, are your symptoms changing? Have you... What what happens next? At, at any point between then and now, did you introduce hormone uh, replacement at all? No, but I had a turning point, and it was, okay. and it really actually was about sex. It was brought on through a sexual encounter. So, do you want me to go there now? Yeah, please. That's okay. the juicy part, as far as everybody in the audience. <laughs> Enough about the hot flashes and sips. We want to get to the juicy part. Let's see, should I make this really interesting? It was absolutely once upon a time. (laughs) Once upon a time, it was COVID. And I had a good had had a great friend for years. We ended up in bed together one night, and I had not had sex in I don't even I hadn't had any interest. As far as I was concerned, like the factory was closed (laughs) and I had no need for that anymore. We ended up in bed with him and, and I experienced searing pain, like intense, intense, like screaming pain when we attempted intercourse. So I got really scared the next day, probably I immediately made an appointment with my gynecologist and I went in and I said, I, I, I almost felt like I tore something or something. Oh. Yeah, it was really bad. It was not good. And she took a look and she said, well, your lining is very thin, very thin. And it's time for you to start taking or to start with the um, estrogen, I forget what the, the pellets. And I, I didn't know. And she talked about all the, there are apparently some really excellent, um, excellent health side effects from taking that in addition to what it does for the lining of the, the vaginal lining. It also apparently helps with preventing UTIs. Um, she was telling, you know, she basically said, I think every woman in, especially in like nursing home, every older woman should take this because it helps prevent UTIs. And so I said, all right, fine, I'll give that a shot. I, I just want to clarify for the audience. So, so what you, what is now offered is a topical form of estrogen. We're not talking about hormone, uh, systemic hormone replacement. We're talking about topical and there are different ways to administer it. Um, there's a cream. There's a ring, I believe, and there are suppositories that you put in twice a month. It sounds like that's what you were, that you were having. And now let me just back up for a minute and ask, did you follow her original advice about the use it or lose it between the time she told you about that and your first sexual encounter post-menopause? I mean, I possibly masturbated now and then, but, but honestly, the desire was, there was no desire so it really was, it was not something I was doing on a regular basis. And, and if I was doing it, it didn't involve 
any of the sex toys that I use now, which were bigger than my, not to be totally explicit, but then my finger. So it's like, even if I was having the issue of the thin, you know, the super thin tissue, I wouldn't necessarily have noticed it or certainly not have felt the pain that I felt when I did attempt intercourse for the first time. After a about six months of using the topical estrogen, I attended a talk with a gynecologist specializing in women's sexual health. It was such an epiphany for me because almost everything that she was saying, I felt like she was describing. And I also got enraged because one of the points that she made is, all of the money and the investments and the research that have gone into men's sexual health and all of the things that are available to enhance sexuality, you know, and sexual activity for men. And none of that was being directed towards women. I became enraged realizing that none of us have to have this experience that I had had. And so I decided to have a consult with her. And during the consult, we agreed that I was a really good candidate for the laser treatment. I ended up going ahead and having laser treatment with her, which involved three different visits about three weeks apart. And it completely changed my life. I mean, I literally felt like I was 16 years old again. Wow. I have to just tell you, my libido was like I was 16 again. So suddenly I had desire, like, like I don't know where it had been all those decades, but <laughs> oh my, I was like making up for lost time. And the actual ex experience of intercourse was, I was having orgasms, like I, it was incredible. And here, as a result of this treatment that didn't involve drugs, that didn't involve, you know, any kind of invasive manipulation of anything, but was, you know, it's a really natural process. I was just completely blown away. And, and, and the sex was amazing. Just amazing. Can you just um, explain, and, and laser treatments are still uh, a new treatment and it's not, they're not. 100% proven, but there are people that, that it clearly it, it benefits. And in layman's terms, what the medical science or whatever is behind it yes. um, that, you, that you understood. Totally. The way that it was explained to me and, and that it makes sense to me having experienced it, <clears throat> the laser treatments that are done for the face, for example, for either you go to a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon or one of the med spas, and it's like the micro needling that gets done or the laser treatment that basically causes teeny tiny little, teeny little holes, like minuscule little holes, which then result in uh, massively uh, accelerated collagen activity and healing. And so it's in the shape of a, of a penis or a, or a dildo or a, a vibrator. And so the doctor inserts it and the, and I, I think that the, the mechanism actually kind of rotates and you feel it doesn't hurt. It's uncomfortable a little, but it's, it's like prickly. That's kind of what it feels like. And then 
you're not, um, I was not allowed to have intercourse for three days afterwards, which of course was really rough because, you know, it all, it starts working really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I wear the chastity belt for three days. So I really had to schedule those treatments, like with deliberate, you know, like making sure that I wasn't going to be seeing that my, my lover at the time. And it made a massive difference for me. So much so that when I went back to my regular gynecologist for my regular annual exam, she literally said while she was examining me, Tracy, this is not the same person that was here a year ago. She said, what have you done? I explained to her what I did. She said, Tracy, if I didn't know you any better, I would say that you're at least 10 years younger, maybe even perimenopausal. And wow. then she asked for the card of the guy that treated me. <laughs> for me personally, not only did I experience the difference in sexual sensation and desire, but it showed in the health of my tissue. That's super interesting. I've definitely heard that that it, it reduces pain and, and it can increase pleasure. I've never heard from the desire side. Do you think there's a psychological component to the desire because it feels good now you want it more or you really think there was some some physical physiological thing that happened as a result of the laser that gave your brain the message that you're you want sex again. Like what came first the chicken or the egg. <laughs> That's a great question. It could have been as simple as the blood flow returning to the tissue where it just hadn't been for so long. It may have just been that, but it was real. I mean, it was very, honest to God, I didn't think about sex for years. Wow. And now, and all of a sudden, that's all I could think about. <laughs> it's even out a little bit now. <laughs> well, hey, I love to hear it. That's what we should all want for our whole lives. We shouldn't have to experience 15 years of of low libido no libido sexless um lives and we should all be feeling as good as as you feel when you have sex <laughs> well i have to say karen that's the other thing that i really want to share it was also a revelation that sex the the the, the act of sex itself the act of intercourse the act of being intimate with another person or on my own, what is, it's a life affirming, life generating, life giving activity. I mean, you just feel different when you're, when you're sexually active. And I really, really thought before all of this, that that door had been closed. When I went through this experience, I, I actually had this revelation of Oh my God, this, this is available to me until the day I die, I think. And so, and, and why not? It feels good. It is good. It's good for us. It actually has amazing health benefits. And now the trick is to, I'm working with my fitness trainer to make sure I'm in, I'm in physical condition to be able to continue to enjoy that. <laughs> 
well, my work is done. You've just basically advertised everything that I'm trying my, my whole message in 30 seconds. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's great. Well, That's I'm great. such a huge fan of what you're doing. <laughs> and, it, and it's so true. It's just an understanding that this is where we are. We, we are no longer viable and it is su such an important piece. And it really comes from educating women and men at a young age about the importance of not just the male penis and vagina ejaculation, let's have a baby sex, but really that we are, we want pleasure. And it's just as important to us from a physical, mental health point of view, as it is to, to men and to everyone, we need to be having sex because it is healthy. It's truly healthy for us in the long term. And it's our birthright. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's great, Tracy. That's great. Wow. And so now you have to have these treatments, as I understand it, once a year you go back. Yep. Go back for a tune-up once a year. <laughs> <laughs> and have you seen over the course of, since you finished your initial three treatments, have you felt a change in, in as it, that there's a diminish? Yeah, it definitely does. It, in the beginning, it was like I was on fire. And now it definitely like calms down and the sexual activity is still enjoyable. But I will say it has been a year I am due for my tune-up. And I can tell because I imagine that my tissue there is getting thinner again. Another tune-up treatment, I am sure, will help to rejuvenate. That's rejuvenation. That's really what it is. It's tissue rejuvenation, just like we do anywhere on our body. That's what it is. And are you still using the, um, the, the estrogen cream or you didn't, after that, you didn't need it anymore? It's funny because yeah. I asked my regular gynecologist when she was having that a discovery that I had regressed 10 years, I said, do I still need that? And she said, no, you don't need it. Anything else you want to add? Ladies, go out there and have some fun because, you know, even if you think the factory was close, is close like I did, it doesn't have to be. And boy, it adds another dimension of richness to life. So go figure out what it is you need to get back in the game. And Karen's going to help you figure it out. <laughs> so keep listening. <laughs> Thank you, my darling. You're wonderful. Love you. Mwah. Love you. Mwah. <laughs>